welcome to the Glow Podcast with Dr. Lan. Our purpose is to inspire and equip you to live a purposeful and maximized life that makes a glowing difference in your world to God's glory. For more inspiring content from Dr. Land, visit our website at www.pastorland.com and follow at Pastor Land on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Now let's listen in and be inspired. You may be seated. Let me quickly share something. As we approach the new year. Now when I said, okay, when I said congratulate someone, we are congratulating one another because we made it to the end of another decade. Aren't you excited about that? We are about to enter into the decade of the 2020s. That used to be, look like so far away, but now we're about to step into it. We're about to enter into 2020. Amen. You know, I take, I take a lot of time, like I take this very seriously, this, especially this service, this crossover service. So I take time to pray. Like I start maybe about like October just praying, say, Lord, what do you have for us, especially for a new decade? And let me tell you something that the Spirit of God began to speak to me about this upcoming decade, uh, the decade that is coming. He it says it's going to be a decade of chances. Everybody say chances. Let me quickly explain that. Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 11. Let's read it. Everybody say chances. So Ecclesiastes 9, 11 says there are two things that happen to every human being. So he said, I have observed something else under the sun. The fastest runner doesn't always win the race. The strongest warrior doesn't always win the battle. The wise sometimes go hungry, and the skillful are not necessarily wealthy. And those who are educated and don't always live successful lives. So what he's saying is that, if you thought that what takes place in your life is because of you, so your smartness and all that, no, you didn't get it. He said there are two things that happen to people. Um, this is the NLT. He said it's all decided, decided by chance by being in the right place at the right time. Now, if you go to the NIV, please, NIV or any other one says time. There are two mm-hmm. things. It says what happens is what time and what? Everybody say time and chance. Time and chance happens to them all. So we know about time. If I ask you what is time, you know what time is? Because that's, that's the very reason why we're here today. It's because of time, right? Because of seasons and hours and measurement of events and all that. That's what time is because we're about to cross into a new decade. So everyone, every one of us here know that time has happened to all of us. Look at your neighbor. Say, time has happened to you. <laughs> Sometimes I look in the mirror and I say, wow, I see some white things showing. I'm like, they're little, you know, white like that. I'm like, what? Time has happened to you, young man. <laughs> I don't know if you have felt that way. Sometimes I look at my sons, especially the one that is as tall as I am, and he calls me daddy. I look at him and say, am I sure I'm his dad? <laughs> Looks like my younger brother. Time has happened. Time has happened. Tell him, say, time has happened to you. I mean, if you didn't know, check yourself, you know. You'll see it. 
hair growing where you don't want it to grow. All kinds, you know, time has happened. So time happens. So time is very understandable. We understand time. We know that that's a common thing, right? That happens to all of us. There's progression in time, in events and all that. That's why we are here today. We're about to move into another measurement of time, decade, and God put the times and the seasons there uh, for a reason. But it says the second thing that happens is chance. Everybody say chance. So chance is the other one that um, we need to spend a little time to understand what it means. So when you, when you see the word chance, um, you know, being used here, if you want to look at it from the perspective of somebody who doesn't know God, um, you will say luck. But we, you know, we are people of God, right? So we believe that luck is not really a thing. Amen. Because we believe there's a hand that guides all, right? So when the Bible talks about chance, it's talking about some set of circumstances that make it possible for something to happen. It's speaking about opportunity. Everybody say opportunity. Some fortuitous things. Now, understand that Ecclesiastes is telling us that in life, what he's saying is that it's not your status or whatever. I said things happen to you. Time and chance. So that means even chance can bring something to you that you see as bad. But it's still an opportunity. And sometimes chance will bring something good. Are you listening? But they are all opportunities. Everybody say after me, say good, evil. Say what we, design, the, the, what we define as good or evil. They are all opportunities. Someone say when life gives you a lemon, what should you do? Make a lemonade out of it. Now when you understand it, that chance comes to you, but your choice is what determines what chance becomes. Your choice. In other words, you could choose something bad happens and you could choose to let that thing destroy you. But you could turn that thing into an opportunity. Are you listening to me? How many of you here, the greatest growth that you experienced came when something happened to you that you felt was bad or other people felt was bad? Can I get some witness here? Can you see what I'm talking about? I look over my life and I discovered that, wow, some things that I called terrible, they were actually things that helped me the most. I have a catalog of them. In the last decade, a catalog of them. Do you know that coming into a building that was run down, that we were all scared, we didn't know what to do. You know, that became one of the greatest faith-building experiences of my life. I was telling them when we were coming. I was doing a PhD. I was uh, pastoring family and all that, and we're, we're constructing a building, and we did not have money. But you know that what we went through then, the prayer, the faith, and all those things that we went through then, right now has become one of the strongest base of faith that I have, especially when it comes to believing God for money or believing God for any project. So chance will happen. Amen. Everybody say chance. Chance. And sometimes there have been some good chances, some good opportunities. Amen. That will happen. So the Spirit of God told me to tell you that this next decade is going to be a decade of opportunities. Yeah, 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 yeah. Starting from 
four minutes time, opportunities are going to begin to open up for you. Chance will begin to happen to you. Now, what is the difference between somebody who just allows chance to happen or does not take advantage of, t- of chance and somebody who does the right thing? What are we supposed to do with chance? Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. What are we supposed to do with these opportunities? Ephesians 4, quickly. Paul was speaking there uh, to the church in Ephesus. And then he gave them, you know, an interesting instruction. Are you ready? Hallelujah. So let's start reading from verse um, verse 16. Ephesians chapter 4, from verse 16. Ephesians 5, I'm sorry. Ephesians 5, from verse 16. Ephesians 5, from verse 16. Go go, go up a little bit, uh, verse 15. Verse 15, it says, be very careful then how you live. Not as unwise, but as what? In other words, watch the way you live. So what, how do you live wisely? How do you live smartly? This is what you do. One of the things you do. The next one, making the most of what? Every opportunity because the days are evil. You know, a transition says redeeming the time. Because the days are evil. But what it means is that making the most. Everybody say making the most. So when chance happens, the right person who, who applies the right choice to, to chance is the one that maximizes it. The one that maximizes opportunity. So as we move into the next decade, there will be a lot of opportunities. Now your responsibility is to maximize the opportunity. To buy back the opportunity. That's what it means, to buy it back, to make sure that the opportunity is not lost. So no matter what, is hap- what happens or what has happened, amen, or what, sorry, what is going to happen, make up your mind as I move into this next decade, I am going to maximize it. Everybody say, I'm going to maximize it. You know what? Come on, stand up. If you know what maximize means? Maximize means that I'm going to lay hold on each opportunity. Amen. I'm going to lay hold on each opportunity and I'm going to use it fully for the accomplishment of God's purpose. Whether they define the chance as bad or the chance as good, my own decision is that I maximize every chance. I maximize every opportunity. Amen. So look forward. I want to encourage you know, people in here. You know, we're going to be celebrating and I'm going to continue my message. Amen. I'm, you know, I'm going to land it. But we're going to, I want us, you know, when we get to um, the, the new year here on our side. Some people have got into it. I want you to shout with celebration. And I want you to declare that I've entered into great and new opportunities. And I'm going to tell you about 2020. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Everybody say, I will maximize the opportunities. God is going to open up opportunities. They're going to start, they're going to start, you know, immediately. You need to be on the lookout for them. There are some decisions that you are going to make this year that will affect the entire decade. I want you to make up your mind to become an opportunity seeker, an opportunity maximizer. Because life is about, the, about maximizing the opportunities that God brings to you.
there will be opportunities for relationships, opportunities for service, opportunities for spiritual growth, opportunities to make a difference, opportunities in different areas. As you step into those opportunities, you will see God's end. Hallelujah. And I want you to celebrate God right now as we enter into 2020. Come on, go ahead and congratulate your neighbor. Welcome to a new decade of opportunity. Welcome to the 2020s. You made it. You made it. It's a decade of chances. Everybody say a decade of chances. All right. Please be seated now. Yeah, I know you're excited. So it's a decade of, somebody say a decade of chances and opportunities. Now, quickly, so how do you maximize it? What are, I mean, what are some things that you know, you need to do? How do you position yourself to be able to maximize this decade that we are in? I'm just going to talk about some of them. Then I want to talk about 2020, the word that God gave us for this year, 2020. Number one, listen, listen, pay attention. Number one, in this decade, I want you to, at this moment right now, do something that is very important for you to do. It's for you to forget the past. Everybody say, forget the past. So no matter what happened in the last decade, I want you to let it go. And I'm talking about things that you celebrate and some things that you don't even celebrate. See this decade as the dawn of a new day. Everything that has happened in the 2010 is gone with the 2010s. Amen? See this decade as the beginning of something fresh. You know, Paul made a statement in the book of Philippians. He said, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to what? To those things which are ahead. So that's the first step. Let everything that has happened in, 20, in, 20, in the 2010s, in your life, in your relationship, in your career, in whatever, let all those things be erased. And listen, even if you have experienced God, you know, you praise God for it, but you don't sit there, you don't park there, because God has something great in store for you. Amen. God has something greater in store for you. Now, number two. Number two, I said I'm going to move very fast. Number two, you need to deal with fear. Everybody say fear. So one of the things that stops people from taking advantage of opportunities that God presents is because they are too afraid. They're too afraid. There are some things that are going to come to you as you study the word of God in this decade. There are some instructions that will come to you from the spirit of God in this year that will come to you, that when you hear those things, you will look around you, you might not even see people who will confirm that you should do it. You could look within you, and you'll be scared that, can I really do this? These opportunities will come when it comes to your ministries, when it comes to your businesses, when it comes to your career, when it comes to your faith, when it comes to your families. There are some instructions that God will give you that you will ask yourself, 
Am I supposed to do this? In fact, fear will want to come. Fear will want to keep you immobilized, unable to move. I want you to remember this, that in this decade, I am going to dare to do. Say it after me. Say, I will dare to do. You see, when God began to, you know, you know, speak these things to me and told me to share it, I began to make some decisions. I said, in this decade, if I told my wife when we were coming, I said, this is the decade, oh, this is it, you know. Because in this decade, after this decade, I'm going to be a grandpa probably, you know, who knows. You know. No, that's right. Time has happened. <laughs> Time has happened. <laughs> so I was like, say all those dreams that we used to share, I was telling I said that we used to share when we were 18, 19. Is this the time? Oh, this is the time. This is the time for us to actually to, to continue. Thank God for what God has done. But this is the time to continue and to dare to do. And to bring those things into manifestation that God has called us to bring into manifestation on the earth. Things that are supposed to be born through your life. This is the time to do it. I want you to make up your mind that you are going to dare to do in this decade. Don't sit down. Don't sit down and be afraid. You know, Peter, uh, you know, met Jesus Christ and, you know, he had been trying to fish for a long time. Trying to fish for a long time, he didn't catch anything. And Jesus said, you know what? I want you to just throw your net to the side. Peter said, you know, I've been fishing all night. I didn't catch anything. But the only reason why I'm going to do this is because of your word. He said, nevertheless, at your, at your word, I will let down the net. And he said, Peter let down the net and he got a great catch that he had never gotten before. So no matter the, disappointed, the disappointment you've gone through in the 20s, in the past decade, no matter the failures you have gone through, I'm here to declare to you that it's a new day. Cast your net. Tell your neighbor, cast your net. Cast your ministry net. Cast your family net. Cast your financial net. Hallelujah. Get involved in the real estate that you've been trying to get involved in for a long time. Step out and buy the house you've been trying to buy. Come on, kick off that ministry. Write that book, write that song. Come on, do that thing, fulfill that vision. Step out. Because the anointing of God is upon you. It's time for you to take the chance. It's time for you to take the chance. Don't forget that. It's time for you to take the chance. Because the chances are going to happen to you. But it's time for you to take the chances. Don't sit down. Go forth boldly. Trust God to help you. God is already waiting for you on the other side. When you take the step, you'll find out that God has been waiting for you. That's what usually happens. Courage is not the absence of fear, but it's acting in spite of fear. And when you act in courage, you discover that, wow, I did not know. I thought it was going to kill me, destroy me. That's when you discover that God had been waiting for you. And you will never experience the greatness of God's power until you learn to step out with courage. It's when you dare to do. That's when you see the hand of God. That's when you see him. When you have no other help. When you have no other rope. When you have no other thing to depend on. That's when you will see God show up like he has never shown up before. Tell your neighbor, I am going to take the chance. Okay, let me give you one more. And then I want to read a poem that I'm going to tell you what 2020 is about. Hallelujah. Deal with your doubts. 
Deal with your doubt. Self-doubt. Oh, I don't, des- I don't think I deserve the chances. Oh, he's not talking about me. He's talking about some other people. I have failed too much. I, 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 know, I don't think God even believes in me. I've done so many terrible things. I've done so many bad things. Self-doubt. Doubt because of what other people have put into your mind or because of what religion has taught you. I hate religion. What religion has taught you. Religion totally warped the message of Jesus. Jesus came to raise many sons into glory. But religion has come to, to raise men from glory into worms. When God created man, he said, let us make man in our own image. And after our likeness. There's nothing about the image and the likeness of God that is evil, terrible. Amen. Satan came in, warped our image. But Jesus Christ came back to restore that. And if any man is in Christ, he's a new creation. All things have passed away. And all things have become new. If anybody ever told you that you were supposed to live life limited, you were supposed to live life without fulfilling the purpose of God for your life, without experiencing the promises of God, without seeing what you saw in the Bible, in the lives of those people who believed in the same faith, that person is lying to you. That is not the spirit of scriptures. I have children. One of my greatest desires is for my children to do greater than I've ever done. One of the greatest, my greatest desires is to see my children actually succeed and be their best. And if earthly fathers know how to give good things to their children, how much more will your heavenly father give good things to them that ask him? It's religion. I want to tell you, listen, as we enter into this year and this decade, I want to remind you of your purpose again. You were placed on the earth to make a difference. You were placed on the earth to be the image of God, which means we are supposed to look like him. We're supposed to experience, to show his love. When people see you, they're supposed to see the love of Jesus. You were put here to be the likeness of God. Meaning that you are supposed to act like him. You're supposed to imitate him like a child imitates the dad. You're supposed to ask God, how will you handle this situation? I will handle it the way you told me to, you, the way you will handle it. We're supposed to study Jesus Christ and be conformed to his image. Jesus Christ did not come to the earth to show us something that we could never attain. No, he said it. He said, even when I'm gone, he said, greater works you will do. Because I have gone to the Father. And that's why I will give you the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. So Jesus didn't come to show us something so that we can say, oh, no, no, no. He came down to our level. He left his glory. He became a man, even though he was God. And he came to show us to be the example, the, to, be, to be the one that will be the model son so that we can all follow him and be that. Listen, if Jesus was in Chicago, Chicago will all remain the same. But I'm here to announce to you that there are some people here who are representative of Jesus and you are the one. And that's why this decade, Chicago, your nation, your neighborhood must see Jesus. Must see Jesus. We got to know who we are. Chances are, are coming, but we must take the chances. Deal with your doubt. Deal with your fears. You know, sometimes you feel like, wow. Especially, you know, a church like your people that, you know, you see so many testimonials and, you know, from, you read so many things in our world of great things that people are doing and great things that have been done. And you ask yourself, is there still any chance for me? You see, I have this poem. This poem really ministered to me. I want to read it to you. See the uh, tech? Could you project it for me? This is a, a chance. This is a poem written by uh, 
a poet in Wisconsin. He was born in, uh, I think it's in Wisconsin that he was born. It's called Opportunity. And I want to read that, and I'm going to tell you what uh, 2020 is about. Opportunity by Breton Brelli. Um, died in 19. He says, with doubt and dismay, you are smitten. You think there's no chance for you, son? Why? The best books haven't been written. The best race hasn't been run. The best calls haven't been made yet. The best songs hasn't been sung. The best tune hasn't been played yet. Cheer up. The world is young. I know we're in the 2020s, but the world is young. The world is still young. Chicago is still young. The churches in Chicago are still young. City Light is still young. You are still young. Even though time has happened to you, you are still young. There's much more ahead of you than what you have seen. What you have seen is just a mighty drop in the ocean that is coming. The world is still young. The world is still young. Hallelujah. There's still more to be done. Cheer up, for the world is young. No chance. Why? The world is just eager for the things you ought to create. Its star of true wealth is still meager. Its needs are still incessant and great. Do you know that the needs have increased in our world? With all the development, with all the things happening, the needs of our world have multiplied. The needs of Chicago has multiplied. There's still a place for you. It yearns for more power and beauty. I love it. It's a more laughter and love and romance. More loyalty, more labor, and more duty. No chance? Why? There's nothing but chance. There's nothing but chance. For the best verse hasn't been rhymed yet. The best house hasn't been planned. The highest peak hasn't been climbed yet. The mightiest river and spanned yet. Don't worry and fret, faint-hearted. The chances have just begun. For the best jobs haven't been started. The best work hasn't been done. Hallelujah. Don't you love that? Isn't that powerful? The chances are just beginning. Please tell your neighbor, the world is still young. Are you listening? I mean, we just, what we've been doing, we, we, you know, we've been rehearsing. It's time for action. Tell everybody, it's time for action. You've been rehearsing. Don't give up yet. Don't give up yet. You are not there yet. What are you handling right now? You are not there yet. What God has in store for you, what he revealed in Genesis and what he revealed in the gospel is that he's waiting for a glorious church without spot or wrinkle that would display his glory to the world. What God is about to do through his church, through his body, the world has yet to see. Something is lighting up from the body of Christ that will light up entire cities. Unity is coming to the body. Grace is coming to the body. Grace is coming to your life. What you have experienced is nothing. God is about to do something great in your life. Hallelujah. Where's my keyboardist? Hallelujah. Amen. Hey, buddies, come on. Lift up your hands and say, chances are happening. Say, the chances are happening. Time is not just happening to me, but the chances are happening. And I'm ready to take the chances. I'm ready to dare to do. I'm ready to explore. I am ready to advance. 
I am ready to lay hold on 2020, to lay hold on this decade, and to fulfill the purpose of God for my life. I am ready to lay hold on the word of God, and to stand on the word of God and become a proof to my generation that when a man trusts the, 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 the word of God, when a man trusts the Lord, that man, that man will become like a city set upon the hill that cannot be hid. D.L. Moody met a pastor when he was just a shoe seller. He met this man, Iris Sankey, and he said, the world is here to see what God will do with a man that is fully surrendered to him. D.L. Moody said, let that man be me. And that's the end of the story. Hundreds of years after he died, over a hundred years after he died, the influence is still great. You need to say it today. Let that man be me. I am here to encourage you that there's something great ahead of you. Enter into this year with expectation. So about 2020, so I was, you know, been praying and all that. It's interesting the way God was. So the Spirit of God began to lead me. He says, this is what I want to do in 2020. You know, we just, we declare it. So he says, so I, I was studying, reading the book of John. And then I got to John 2020. Interesting, John 2020. 2020, John 2020. <laughs> Please show John 2020. It was the story of Paul, of, of God, of Jesus Christ, when his disciples first saw him after he rose again from the dead. You know, there was a doubting Thomas and all of them. All of them were, you know, we're not sure. They said, as he spoke, he showed them the wounds in his hands and his side. And they were filled with joy when they saw the Lord. Please give me NL, NIV. I love, I love the way NIV says it. He says, he showed them his hand. I just love it. He said, after he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. And the disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Instantly, the Spirit of God spoke to me. He said, in 2020, this is what's going to happen. He said, I'm going to show you my hand. You're going to see my hand. And you'll be overjoyed. Hallelujah. Say, everybody say, I'm going to see God's hand. So I was like, how do I capture this, you know? And all that just came to me. Do you have it? Say, 2020, it's a God show. Everybody say, it's a God show. <laughs> Meaning, God is is going to show you his end and you will become a show for the Lord. Are you listening? It's a year of insight, of revelation, of seeing, of experiencing the hand of God and you becoming a display of God's end in whatever you do. So I want you to rise up right now like we always do. We always like to declare the word of God. I want you yourself yourself to begin to say this year 2020 you say my children is a god show <laughs> in my business is a god show in our church is a god show come on go ahead and do it begin to declare right now it's a god show it's a god show i don't want to watch any kind of show apart from a god show i want to see god moving i want to see god manifesting himself i want to be part of that show it's a god show it's a god show i am going to see i am going to experience i am going to you know to to, to so much experience what god is showing 
that I will display it and people will see it. My life is going to become a testimonial to God's glory. Come on, begin to declare right now. Begin to declare right now as your acceptance of it that I accept it. It's a God show. 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 Lift up your hand with me and say after me, say in the name of Jesus, I receive this word that in 2020, Jesus Christ will show me his hand, his wounded hand, his powerful hand, his mighty hand, his arm. He will show me his hand and I will see it in every aspect of my life, my family, ministry, calling, career, my growth as a Christian, my freedom, my purpose, my community. I will see the hand of God and I will be overjoyed as what I see. And I myself will become, I have become a God show, a display of the marvelous hand of God, the doings of the Lord that is marvelous in the eyes of everyone that sees me, that hears it. My life is a God show, is a God demonstration, is a God testimonial. The show is leaving my hand. They said the show is leaving my hand. I'm not the one that is going to make it happen. God is the one that is putting up the show. He is the one that gets all the glory. He said, let your light so shine before men that they may do what? See. That they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. People are going to see in your life and give glory to God. Lift up your right hand. In 2020, you will become a sight to behold to the glory of God. You become a sight. Your ministry, your family, your life, your calling will be a sight. Your business, your marriage will be a sight to behold to the glory of God. To the glory of God. People will look at you and they can't just but praise God. People will see your life and they can't just but glorify God. People will see you and they will begin to bust out in praises to God. You will look at your own life and you begin to bust out in praises to God because you can see God at work in your life. It's a God show. Lift up your hands and begin to praise God right now. I should receive that. Say I am a God show. Say I'm a God show. My life is a God show. The hand of God is upon me and upon my family and upon my life. Every time I'm seeing God, I'm going deeper into deep waters of the word of God. I'm going deeper into the revelation of God's word. I am seeing more of Christ's image. And I'm reflecting that image as I see him in the mirror. It's a God show. It's a God show. And I will see it. And I will experience it. That is our prophetic word for the year 2020. And I receive it right now. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. Come on, say, I receive it right now. Into my life. Let it walk. Because God's word is full of power.
be it unto me according to your word in Jesus name amen come on let's celebrate God right now turn to your neighbor congratulate that person say you are a God show come on go ahead and do it right now you are a God show it's a God show it's a God show it's a God show God is going to show you his hand it's a God show it's a God show when you get to work whenever you return back to work tell your co-workers it's a God show when you get to your neighborhood say it's a God show I declare over Chicago it is not the show of violence in 2020 it's a God show in our churches it's a God show we will see God and experience him that is his desire it's a God show I believe it very strongly and December 31st of 2020 we will gather together to celebrate the show of God in your life amen hallelujah are you ready so this is what I want you to do Proverbs 29 verse 18 and that's my last word for tonight Proverbs 29 verse 18 please project this is what this is what I want you to start praying right now we're going to deal more with it um, as we move on in January to explain more of this vision I love the translation, uh, NLT, or the message. It says, if people, uh, try the message, can't see what God is doing. Yes. It says, if people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed. I want you to begin to pray that prayer. Starting from this moment, I want you to pray that prayer. Lord, in 2020, help me to see what you are doing. Come on, go ahead and pray. In, say, in 2020, help me every day to see your show. Come on, pray. To see it. To see the God moments. To see what you are doing. To see it. Jesus said, except, he said, I can do nothing except I foresee what I foresee my father do. What I foresee. Come on, pray that prayer. I can't hear you praying. Ask God, I want, Lord, help me to see what you are doing. In 2020, help me to see. Help me to see. Thanks for listening to the Globe Podcast. We trust you were blessed and inspired. For more contents from Dr. Land, visit our website at www.pastorland.com and follow at Pastorland on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Keep glowing. See you next time.